0: Hi friends, it's your girl Nella Rose and welcome to the Red Carpet Treatment brought to you by the Brits with MasterCard. So today we have Brit royalty in the building. Not only is she a world-renowned singer and songwriter, she's also won two Brit Awards. We have, oh my God, the living legend, Gabrielle in the building! Woohoo! How are you? I'm good, my darling. All the, all the better for being here with you today. I just feel like it's such an honour that I get to interview you. Like, it's really crazy. Well, like, I'm honoured because my daughter loves you. If she could have been
1: in my place today, she would be here and I'd be hidden somewhere, probably tied up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I said that.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, tell her I said hey, girl. Right, so, you will. Hey. So tell me, what have you been up to? Because a little birdie told me that you're currently in the studio working on an album. I am, I am currently in the studio. I've been touring this
1: year and doing loads of festivals, but I've also been getting ready for my tour for next year. It's going to be 30 years Years next year. Yeah, that Dreams was released. Mm -hmm. So next year I'm going to be doing a tour and it's going to be called 30 Years of Dreaming. And that's going to be kicking off in October. And I'm going to be bringing out an album um, of the same title, so I've just, Been having a lot of fun in the studio right now.
0: Oh, my God. What's it like being in the studio after so long?
1: You know what? It's a lot of fun because I take time out during the year to sometimes go in the studio with some of my favourite producers, but there's only one particular one I'm loving working with at the moment. That's Ian Barter. And he gets me. So we go and we kind of just come up with some tunes. I mean, he Mm. does the music. I do the lyrics and melody. We Mm. just have a lot of fun. And that's what it's about. So, yeah.
0: That's amazing. So, talking about dreams. Yes. Your first ever single, mm-hmm. it tried for three weeks at number one. Now, you was really young when that came out. So yeah. imagine putting out your first song and it's everywhere yeah. for three weeks. How yeah. did you deal with that? Did you even expect
1: I didn't that expect success? that. You know, to be honest, I remember when Dreams was first released, I remember thinking at the time, Who's gonna buy it? I think the record company had a wind of what was gonna happen because they kind of whisked me away. Yeah. And then before I knew it, and once it was released, it was like debuted at number two, which was the highest debut entry by a debut artist since the charts had begun. So I'm gonna give this a book of records. Oh,
0: so I'll take that. I've got flex,
1: <laughs> flex that one. My only thing. And then I'm straight to number one after that and I stayed there for I think two or three weeks. And I had so much fun. It was crazy. Yeah. Um but all that time, during that time, I was able to stay grounded because it was so unreal mm. um, and so unexpected and I was just doing all the, the promo and stuff like that so I actually didn't get time to quite deep what actually happened until yes. much later on yes. but it was crazy, unexpected but now, the fact that I'm next year's going to be 30 years since that song debuted, mm-hmm. I still find it hard to believe and sometimes I have to really? pinch myself and think, oh my God, I did that. that Do you know
0: amazing. why that's so iconic? Obviously, now for a song to be number one It has yeah. to like trend on TikTok yes. And everyone's doing the TikTok dances to it yeah. Or some influencer has to sing it on their story yes. And then yes. all of a sudden people are listening to the song You did that without social media
1: yeah, different times. I mean, times has changed so much and all these different platforms. And in one sense, it's a great way, you know, in, in the olden the olden days, that's how old I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, day. I'm saying the olden days because that's how old I am. It was yeah. top of the pops and things like that. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, people are setting up their own YouTube channels. Like you said, there's TikTok, there's all these different forums and hence why people are probably no longer needing labels as much because there are so many different avenues. But when I kicked off, it was I was thinking in nightclubs. It took for the DJs to play my songs and, you know, people heard the songs but there was no media where people could see what I looked like before so they didn't know. hear, They'd hear dreams in the club, they'd get the white label but there was no visual so people didn't know what I looked like unless you went to a nightclub and I was singing. So when I look at how things have changed and the interaction between, you know, artists and, you know, like your audience, in those days people would write you physical letters. Now people get to tweet You, like, you know, all those different things, but you know, or, or hit you up on Insta, or whatever it is. But in those days, it was literally people standing about waiting for you. And sending
0: you letters. It's yeah. crazy because I don't, I don't know anybody <laughs> that's received like actual physical letters, like fan mail. You're getting fan mail. I still get letters. I really? still get. I still
1: get letters when I turn up at some of the venues that I do. Oh. Um, there's always, I think, people come or they send it backstage. So I always get like letters still. I mean, I'm sure people still do, but you know, they might be requesting the last autographs. Time I've
0: a yeah, definitely. I still <laughs> get letters, which is really yeah. cute. That is adorable. Yeah. So obviously I'm 25. Baby. You know, I'm still a baby in this industry. Definitely. And you blew up at like 23, 24. That's right. So that's really, really young. Yeah. What advice would you have for somebody like me that's a young, dark-skinned woman in You're the industry? Thank you. Like, what, what advice would you have
1: for me? I would say, um, just be yourself, be mm-hmm. true to yourself because you're gonna have to fight for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, whether being a woman, you know, being a woman full stop, let alone have being a woman of color. And time has definitely, times have changed, mm-hmm. but at the same time, stay true to you because it's your passion. It's your passion for what you love and what you do that shines yeah. through that will distinguish you from the rest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think if you just stay true to yourself, that, that's a winner in on every level and I feel that like for example when I was first out there and, and singing and, and writing the songs like I knew that I never wanted people to write for me I although I've co-written with people but those mm-hmm. songs that I've written were always about my life and my experiences mm-hmm. and I think that when you can truly have something and make it yours and you see what your destiny is and it's like this is who I am and this is what I want to portray and this is how I want to portray myself to the world. Once you have that in your mind and you fixate on that Mm -hmm. and you cultivate all these positive things that enhance and bring you out, I think you stay true to yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day it lies with you because it doesn't matter how, I was told I, I couldn't be a singer, I've got a lazy eyelid. You know, I don't have the biggest voice. So if I'd listened to all these people, I probably would have been too scared. But there was that part of me that loved singing. I just I didn't care that there was nobody who represented me on the TV. I just loved singing and writing songs. If somebody had said that one day you'd have these awards and stuff, I wouldn't have believed it. But at the same time, there's that other side of me. I was like, you know what, this is what I love doing. The day that I stopped trying to, Veer towards what I'd love to do and give in is the day I just have to just live what I would have called my normal life of not fulfilling your dreams. It doesn't matter what your dream is, whether you want to be a singer, a pianist, whatever you, know, whatever you want to do, a writer, it doesn't matter. But as long as you hang on to that, and that's what I did. And so I think that it's about staying true to you. And I look back and I'm like, God, nobody would have predicted this. Uh, You know, like if you leave school, everyone writes on each other's shirts, right? Yeah, the leaving shirts. Right, I had a little, it was a vocabulary book that we had in those days. This is how old I am. (laughs) So anyway, so in mine, it had everyone writing, you know, good luck. And some of them were like, hopes to see you on top of the pops, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Because obviously they didn't think that was ever going to happen. I'm walking around, I, I didn't look like everybody else. Also, I had a lazy eyelid. And so I was going around winking and being the butt of people's jokes, but I grew up with three boys. So thankfully I could always hold my own like.
0: I know, I have, a brother, <laughs> I have a brother as well. So I, yeah, know, so like, so you I can't, can't feel like me, a girl. So don't mess with me. me. Exactly. I did not say that
1: because that's never been revealed. But so, you know, there I was. I don't care what people were saying. And so, years later, I remember the same year that I'd just done the video to dream. So that was in 1993. That was in the January. I saw a friend and she was like, So what are you doing? And I didn't dare tell her that I've just filmed you a didn't video. Tell her. No, I just said, You know what? You'll see. I was somebody that I didn't like to tell people what I was doing because it wasn't something that people would have been behind. They would have A lot of times I was ridiculed because how can you want to be a singer? You've got lazy eyelids. The people actually told you that. Listen, I have been told the worst things, but it was like water a ducks back because like I said, I grew up with boys. There was no time to be a boo-hoo cry baby. So I say to everyone, try and be yourself. Do not listen to the narrative. Whatever other people have for you, it's not about what their dream is for you, it's what your dream is for you and how you can visualise it and you walk the steps and make the preps as to how you're going to get there. And that's what I say to anybody and everybody.
0: That is some legendary <laughs> advice from a legend herself. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be playing a little game now. I can tell that you have loads and loads of stories. <laughs> so. I'm going to be helping you tell those stories. OK, wonderful. Exactly. OK, So fantastic. in this lovely silver trunk of mine here, there's going to be props okay. that relate to some of your stories. OK, But fantastic. you have to guess what the prop relates to first. OK. <laughs> OK? All right, then. So I have glasses. Oh, wow. And I have some socks. Oh, wow. Some drag socks. Oh, wow. So drag socks and glasses. Well, drag socks and glasses? Oh, I'm wondering, is that to do with a video of mine? No. (gasps) Two legends presented you with an award. Elton John and RuPaul. Yes. They hosted the Brits in 1994. Oh wow! And you actually won a award. I was a bit tipsy, I think. Yeah, I went to an award ceremony last week. There was bottles on every table. <laughs> I do not blame you, sis. <laughs> I'm, I'm good now. I'm good <laughs> now.
1: I'm actually good now. But my kids always with me on my speech. I'm like, Mum, what were you like? Like very East. Although I was born in East London, but raised in mm-hmm. South. But sometimes depends on who I'm with. Yeah. I can go off the rails and my kids want to disown me. (laughs) Girls just want to have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's
0: nothing wrong with that. Winning your first Brit Award, tell me... Oh my How gosh. did that fall? You were so young as well. I was young. I remember because there
1: was Jean Paul Gaultier and I remember meeting him saying, I'd love to be dressed by you. I mean he, he dressed Madonna with the cones, right? The bra clothes. Oh, I didn't want to be dressed like that. Oh, but, um, yeah, he just kinda of looked at me was like, Yeah, keep it going, girl. You yeah. know what I mean? But you know, I won my brother's, so I don't care. But I had fun that day, but I do remember my mum was there, my then Boyfriend the time was there, the, the label was there, it was so yeah. much fun. But I do remember But probably by the time I went up and did my speech, I probably wasn't 100% there.
0: Did you expect to win awards? Obviously you was on the charts for weeks on end and it was your first single, but did you actually expect to win an award from it? No, because there were so many other artists. I was just happy to have been at the Brits because of the fact that for
1: years I'd watched it on TV, the same way that I used to watch some of the Pops and I'd be at home and, you know, mm-hmm. doing a little dance music and stuff like that. But to actually be there, and to to get
0: a Brit Award, it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, yeah
1: it was the first time I'd won anything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So
0: it was fantastic. Do you know what's weird for me at um, award ceremonies, yeah? It's being in the same rooms <laughs> as, like, people that I'm a fan yeah. of. Like, that will never get normal for me, ever. No, I hear you. I
1: I think I've been the same to the point where you literally have to tell me to shut up, don't (laughs) even speak. When I get nervous, I'll say the wrong thing.
0: We're talkative, (laughs) girls. It's like, we're gonna talk, leave us alone. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Let me talk. (laughs) You've won many awards. MOBOs, Ivor Novellos. Brit Awards. How many awards do you have altogether? I I can only imagine.
1: I've got a few, I'm not.
0: (laughs) You're too humble. No, I've got a few, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: but at the same time, maybe I'd probably have more if I released a record every year, but I never did.
0: Mm. I think my longest sent away was 11 years. Do you know why I respect that though? It's like your legacy, Uh, you have your hits, you have your number ones, you won your awards for them. Because sometimes I feel like with legends in the game, they sometimes try to keep up with the times too much and then they lose their image and then they lose their sound they lose the reason why we fell in love with them in the first place and it's like sometimes when you disappear yeah. it's like the hunger people miss you uh, right so now that you're going on tour yeah. next year it's like everyone's gonna go crazy <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna go crazy because it's like you're not accessible like you're at a yeah. high level now i'm one of these people like i just do my thing mm. I love
1: life I think especially as I've got older there's so many things I wanted but then I I kind of immerse myself in what I love and then I come away from it and and most people feel the need to stay in the music which is great I think I took time out for having children I took time out the fact that my yeah for me I, I, I didn't want to miss the milestones like you know the first time my son walked I can't remember was I there things like that were important to me and being at the school place so like you say I'm around, but I'm not always around because of the fact that I kept it kind of, what's it, not being accessible. But that's because I was at home being mummy. I'm probably more in it now than I've ever been because of the the freedom. I'm not doing the school run because I always used to yeah. love doing that. And so, yeah, I've just been able to get out there the last couple of years, last few years, doing the festivals, Doing the tours, like every other year for the last few years, I've been touring and having Mm. so much fun. Mm. I remember when lockdown happened and when I went and toured last year, everybody was like, oh, maybe it won't happen. I was like, Mm. no, no, it's going to happen. And you know, we had sold out shows. Now I've Mm. got my shows next year. I've got like 34 dates coming up, (gasps) but we've had to add a few dates because of- So how
0: many altogether?
1: It's 34 dates just for my tour. And then I'm doing shows in the summer, like festivals. Yeah.
0: In in what time?
1: Just space? over a month. Now, the fact that I've got these dates for the tour next year, I'm just really excited because people come out and they know my songs and they're singing it hard. Mm. So that's what I enjoy. I'm here for it.
0: Amen, sis. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next uh-huh. prop. It's a white umbrella. I was once holding a, a white umbrella. But... And so were you. Was I? Oh, you was in white. Oh, you're not talking about...
1: Hmm. Well, white,
0: for me, the white
1: is the Find Your Way album. Oh no, you're wrong. White,
0: okay. You was in white and I was in white. Oh, come on, the Stormzy video.
1: <laughs> 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 you know what, if you hadn't said that, that would have gone, <laughs> <laughs> we would have uh, Yeah. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. So obviously we were both in the Stormzy video. Yes we were. You no, made me do it. <laughs> How impactful was being in that video for you? You know what? It was
1: incredible. I mean, it gave me that bit of credibility. You've got kids, and when you've got kids, mm-hmm. if you're not doing anything, they're not interested in you. They don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. mum. And the moment it was a case of you couldn't tell everyone, you know. So when I did it, I mean, I love Stormzy. I, I mean, love him. I still buy CDs. From
0: where? What do you mean? <laughs> <No way. laughs>
1: Let me tell you. That's who I am. So I've still got CDs, but obviously I know now. I mean, even my last album was not available on CD. And so to be part of the Stormzy video and just to see how amazing it being received. I didn't know so well. I didn't know when it was being dropped and then everyone was talking I found about it. The day before. No, you you I only I found, found it the night you... of. No. <laughs> <laughs> the night of. So, oh um, yeah, God. so it was incredible. And I'm still like, now, I mean, last night, I was watching a video of an American guy playing that CD. And it was funny because they don't know like the importance of people like um, Jose Mourinho mm-hmm. and like Ian Wright and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, the video, I mean, they recognize Usain Bolt, mm-hmm. but apart from that, I was like, this was a phenomenal thing to be a part mm-hmm. of. and. I, I rate
0: him. So in Stormzy's song, Mel Made Me Do It, Wedge Free 2 actually wrote a spoken word that Michaela Cole actually narrated. And they actually said, Gabrielle once told us dreams can come true. And that sentence emancipated the minds of our pioneers. How legendary is that? I never even knew, you know, until mm-hmm. I saw that
1: back, saw the video you don't get any idea, they don't tell you anything. They
0: didn't tell you about the spoken word?
1: They didn't mention anything, they don't say anything. And so to actually watch the video, the first time I watched that I was with my son, his girlfriend, my oh. daughter, and it was like, wow. You I, found out with the world? Yeah, with the world. It was incredible. I,
0: they she shouted you out.
1: I would never have expected that. Really excited by that. And like, again, just the fact that amongst being around all you youngins, and amazing people, from young people to the elders like myself. Mm-hmm. And being part of something that was incredible and to be name checked, I'm like, hey, I'm lost for words. And you know that's hard for me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the new wave of how things are done. Mm-hmm. I think it's
0: inspiring, full stop. I was just gassed to be in, really, I've got <laughs> Gabrielle here, you got Ian, Gisella, exactly. you've got Stormzy, exactly. you've got Skeptor, I said, you yeah. know what? You know what, maybe, yeah, Achilles. <laughs> maybe I do deserve to be here, do Definitely. you know what I mean? So, Hell yeah, yes. that, was, that was an uplifting moment yes. for all of us.
1: I mean, like I said, all the young people have come and you've made your mark now. That's yours yeah. forever. No one can ever take that away from you. It doesn't yeah. matter what happens, you know what I mean? But you will just build upon this, you know, yeah. building your own legacies. And that's what you've done already. And it's just yeah. to continue that process. So I think it's amazing.
0: Now, this next one. Oh, no, I'm scared. I want to hear all the team. OK. I'm not joking. You want to hit all the. Okay, okay. oh my not, god, okay. I'm okay. I'm actually, this, is, right, this is really, really big. Okay, oh wow. This is
1: really, really big. Okay, 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 okay. But you
0: need to guess where okay, it is first. I'm going so to gonna go back into my box. Okay. And I'm going right, to need you to guess. Oh, wait, look, I might look, I might look. So okay. I'm holding up a Tottenham Hotspurs top. It's a bit, it's a bit dirty. Oh that. my gosh. Oh no, it's signed. <laughs> 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 but who signed it? I don't know. Okay. Okay, so this is a Tottenham Hotspurs jersey. And you have a lovely friend. A little birdie told me that you have a friend that's from Tottenham. Is it Miss Adele? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, incredible. Adele, first time she performed, she performed your song. You know what, I'm honored. She's your biggest fan. Listen, and I'm her biggest fan. That's fine, so have you got got her number? Can you give it to me? (laughs) Listen. Because you can't mind. I don't have a number. I don't have a number at
1: all. It's really safe that way.
0: Yo, did you open up for her? I opened up for her. High
1: this year. Yeah, I was supposed
0: to, I was supposed to be there. No, really? Uh, at home crying. No. Um,
1: so yeah, obviously I didn't make it. You know, I still find it hard to believe that I did that. Um yeah. I, I still find it hard to believe that she was very specific that she wanted me. I've got band members who were like. You know, you've got the big boy slot. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, mm-hmm. to play directly before Adele sings, yeah? And I'm like, okay. And I knew it was big because I couldn't ever imagine, you know, me even meeting her. I never actually ever thought I'd meet her. Really? Because I've always loved her. I'd heard been kind of touted about um, mm. and then near the time when it was confirmed it was crazy but then i started to get mad nervous cuz i'm the most nervous singer i know really? yeah i'm i'm super nervous and i still get nervous but yeah. i was like am i really going to do this it's like 65,000 people I'm like can i even do this two nights two days 65,000 65, yeah. eyes
0: what yeah. exactly
1: yeah. too much and I was just like, you know what? If she believes in me, mm-hmm. my kids are like, mummy can do this. Near the time, I think I was losing sleep because it was still scary I that she imagine. would be there. That you know, and at first of all, I thought I pretty might not even meet her because I'm just supporting her. I went on the first day. And it, I didn't see her, and I think it was the second day. Mm-hmm. My manager's like, yeah, that she'd like to meet you. And I'm like, what do you mean she wants to meet me? Me, I never, so she is dynamic. She is <gasps> everything and more. And I love the fact that she's so down to earth. Amen. Yeah, I, I can't get over it. She came to my dressing room, she just had like trackies on. Stop. Hey, you know, what can I say? I love her, yeah. she's incredible, she is flawless. You know, like how when they talk about flawless singers, you know, Beyonce's flawless. Ooh, flawless. Adele is. Flawless.
0: Do you know what's crazier? Yeah? I don't see Adele collaborating with like a lot of people. Cause I feel like she's very soulful. I don't think she needs to. But I, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no. Gabrielle. No, listen. And I Adele, they even <laughs> rhyme. I would
1: be too scared. I don't think I'd be able to get a no out. If she was ever in front of me and it was time yes. to sing, no, I love her that much. So you know what? She is, she's incredible. That's all I've got to say, nothing but love for her. Incredible.
0: Okay, so Gabrielle, welcome to Nella's Brit Wonderland. <laughs> so basically, mm-hmm. this is the Brit Awards okay. red carpet my, my way. way, okay? <laughs> so obviously, you've graced some lovely red carpets in your time. Right. So I wanted to ask you because a little birdie told me mm. that you actually used to wear your brother's jacket <gasps> to perform when you first started yes, that's out. That's so true. To be fair, to be fair, when I was going college, mm. I used to steal all my brother's clothes because yeah. I couldn't afford my own. So as you see, I used to have like different tracksuits every yeah. <laughs> single day, so listen, stealing brother's clothes, that's so normal to me, yeah. but to perform in them. Listen, <laughs> my brother,
1: my my baby brother, he always had impeccable taste when he was younger. I'm not saying he doesn't now, but yeah, he really did when he was back in the day, and he, he was working and he had more money than me. Yeah. And he'd always had these cool little suits. I'm like, I could put yeah. on a bit of a heel and have a little little top underneath and I used to perform in Moonlighting in Greek Street in one of his suits, guaranteed, completely. I mean, between him and my other brother who actually said to me once, you know something? I will not be surprised if you're talking to me in my briefs. <laughs> because which I never Literally. was. But, it, yeah, because I'd always had something of his. But he always yeah. had the nicest clothes. I didn't have that kind of money. So, yeah. yeah. Did
0: you give them back? Always. Okay. And clean. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice. I still have my brother's kids to this day. Sorry, hi, Albert. You're not getting them back. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. wouldn't have been able to... Ha- keep them, he would have killed me. Okay, so as a woman, when you're getting ready for the red carpet, is there a certain, do you think there's a certain pressure to always look glam? Because I definitely feel it all the time. You know
1: something, I think as a woman, we, you know, especially in the industry, when you look at most of the male artists, you can look a certain way that I don't have to worry about makeup. They can come where they've got a little bit bare belly, there's nothing wrong with it. Ooh. If you're a woman, you're judged from head to toe, whereas a guy can literally, trainer, yeah, he can li- precisely, he can literally fall out of bed and kind of roll up and it's like, yeah, it's just the look, you know, it's yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, so, um, but there's always gonna be that pressure on women, but I'm loving the fact that now women, we are claiming it and we're doing it for ourselves in the sense that we're no, we no longer feel that we have to kind of dress a certain way or be a certain way. True. And although the pressure, we still like to look glamorous and stuff, but it's your state of mind, it's the feelings so Sometimes he's, we're not waiting for someone to tell us. When you're just standing on that outfit, and mm. for the moment you put on the final thing, you have a nice you shoes. You like this? Yeah. Mhm. You know, being at you know maturity and stuff Jeez. like that. You know. But when you're young, you know yourself. by the time you get to my age in my 50s, you kind of know what works for you and doesn't. But when you're yeah. young, you're experimental. But I think now women they have their game on. They they've got it going on.
0: Yeah. Okay. So one thing I have to commend you on is uh-huh. that your looks are timeless. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely, Tyrus. <laughs> so, we're actually going to go into a little game. Okay. My favourite game, which okay. is called Serve or Swerve. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to be pulling up some pictures of you okay. on some lovely red carpet. Okay. Maybe some of you performing, and basically you've got to tell me whether you think it was a serve. Oh, my God. Or gosh. if you think it's a, it was a swerve okay. and you don't ever want to see it again. Oh, my God. You don't want to be You don't want to be reminded of it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, are you ready? Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, so your first look is at... The Brit Awards <laughs> in Ooh. 2000. Yeah. I absolutely love this Like, okay. are you ready? Okay, yeah. Here you are, you have the lovely curly <laughs> hair, you got this shade on, so you're wearing white. Yes. With is... like a crystal, like long yeah. necklace. People don't wear statement necklaces anymore. Yeah. I... But I love them. I love them, but I, I'm more of an earring
1: girl myself. So really? you'll more find me, but I always say I wear like Pat Butcher earrings. You know, <laughs> I don't care. The bigger, the better. That's I I've always been like that. Exactly. And I'm not afraid to own it. So, like me wearing that statement um, necklace back in that, I think I mm-hmm. was in a suit back in those
0: days. So, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Do you know what I think is so iconic about this look? Obviously, now the girls are all into like the 90s makeup. Yeah. So we're all doing like the lips with yeah. the blush. And the, it's just the nostalgia of this picture it's crazy because fashion always comes back and yeah. now this is the makeup look so do you think this is a serve or a swerve for me now it's probably a, a swerve but I do like it yeah. but now I think
1: because I was kind of yeah, that's me being, yeah. Mm, it's hard. I like it, but that's probably a swerve for me.
0: Because you know that you stepped up and you did, yeah, I did. you mm. did some crazy things on the carpet and I'm about to show oh, you. Oh wow. Actually, that's coming later on. Okay. This now mm-hmm. is a timeless look. This okay. look is iconic, especially because oh, the le- when you're in leather and vinyl, it's <laughs> done something to me I tell you. So here you are uh-huh. performing uh-huh. at a uh-huh. party in the park. Oh! Now, f- yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, it, this is a big look. <laughs> I this, remember. This is
1: Iconic. That was floor length. I remember the coat was probably down to the floor and I had a long skirt. And then I had the ribbon around my neck. My my stylist at the time was Karen Binns. Yeah. So she always had me in a little hookup around the around the neck. Yeah, what you know? shades are those? You know something? I don't know if they're replay or something like this. I've replayed Gucci, but I couldn't 100%. But I probably. thought they were the Versace ones, you know? Really? I don't know, I can't see. I mean, I can't see very well. Yeah. But I mean, it could have been any of those. Probably more like a replay or possibly, but Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure. But that look, I swear I've probably still got them.
0: You're wearing a red jacket, floor length, which is amazing. And you know, this look has actually been replicated. Oh, wow. Um, I have my friend on here, Miss Bangs. Oh, wow. She wore a floor length jacket on a red carpet. Oh, fantastic. And it's like, you see how the fashion is just consistent. Yeah. No, it's consistent. Definitely.
1: That was always my thing, long to the floor. And I remember a friend of mine saying, why do I always wear these long
0: matrix-type coats? You <laughs> love the matrix. I, 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 completely. So do you think this is a serve or a swerve? This is a serve. Period. Yeah, completely. Yes. OK, so are you ready for the next look? I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's see this, what, what you got to me now. This look is iconic. Oh, my gosh. This is you. Uh-huh. At the moment. Oh, hell yeah. First of all, we're going to talk about the hair. There's yes. not one hair out of place. <laughs> and then you've got the feathers. It's, it's yeah, like you feathers. look like a sexy raven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what is this? So you're wearing a black dress, and at the top of the black dress, there's black feathers going it's on. It's like a, yeah, I remember this was a DKMY, um, like three quarter length shirt
1: dress. Mm-hmm. And I think this could have been a Ted Baker feathers. And yeah, because I remember that. You got that feathers from Ted Baker? Yes. Yeah, I Ted get Baker them from Feather. the art
0: store, but. There's nothing
1: wrong that. It's Ted Baker at the time. Yeah, and I, I remember wearing this look and feeling like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah.
0: This look is amazing. And lately, um, I went to an award show two three days ago mm-hmm. and my friend Mariam, she wore a dress very similar to this, so Fantastic. she had the black feathers on the yeah, shoulders fabulous. and it was short as well. Yes. So it's like the fashion yes. is consistent. Exactly. That was like, what year was that? A long time ago. Yeah, ago.
1: but it was definitely, yeah, tw- 2012 to 2013, I think. I don't mm-hmm. think it was later than that.
0: So what do you think this is? This a serve? This is a killin' with the serve. <laughs> <laughs> With a Give us up. up. Definitely. All right, so those were your red carpet looks. Thank you. Yes. And it's it's been amazing stuff. Thank very, you, very inspiring. Nice. You're going to see me in this looks. <laughs> said, hey, Bridget. Mhm. Thanks for listening, friends. Please hit that subscribe button or follow button so you don't miss a thing.